the great <laughs> and i'm the dips there we go and this is our did we get that right where... <laughs> all right let's see uh, yeah that's right and this is our podcast where we and all oh. the great the dips <laughs> yeah sounds about right yeah, yeah. Great, um, I, I like that my name is all the great like <laughs> well you're all the greatness of this podcast thank you Welcome. Everyone, give but most people just, sh- just shorten it yeah. to Atka. Yeah, cream, can you, <laughs> cream, can you uh, put like a just like rolling applause in the post edit of this? Thank you. Um, rolling applause. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is our podcast where um, we discuss or, or lament over the fact that Kiss Anime has been taken down and uh, Oculus Rift. Ah. Requires it's Facebook so signs, which is so stupid, but yeah. And uh, yep. other things we talk uh, about. Can I just say, I haven't actually used Kiss Anime in years. That's where I consumed most of my anime before I got a Funimation subscription. Yeah, when, <laughs> when I lived my life of crime, that's when I was on Kiss Anime. When I was, I was doing was, um, anime on the streets. A wee child. But now we, ha- I have Hulu and Netflix, and then I just watch Crunchyroll roll and deal with the ads because I feel guilt. <laughs> Bro, bump that. I was still using Kiss Anime. <laughs> and one day I just tried to log on into it, and it was just taken down. Dude, dude, I was about to watch uh, Decadence, episode eight. Okay, oh my god, I'm watching Decadence too, but I'm t- behind two episodes. Dude. I will just let you sign into my Hulu account. Thank you. I, I haven't used Kiss Anime since I watched anime. <laughs> so that's Never? like five or so years ago. Man, Man you're it's behind. Been so long. Decadence oh, is so good. Yeah. This is a side out. Shout out to Decadence. So far, really good. It's a great original anime original series. It's like taking most of like um how it opened up is definitely like. It was like has that fast pace and grew in Lagan and had the same se- the- like setting and themes like oh you're like it is like a world that's like controlled by these like corporations like no they're trying to protect you from yourself and whatever it's, it, it was ridiculous I love Decadence though like it, it twisted my expectations and subverted like what I was thinking the series was going to go with and so now I'm like really like interested and intrigued by each new episode and it's like really like twisting my arms like what's going to happen i think this is going to happen oh nope it's going this way and now my arm's broken <laughs> in 12 places so it's pretty awesome uh, i guess yeah, i'm going to have to add it. that to my yeah, my list to of anime it. i need to watch whenever there's a worthwhile uh 
platform to watch anime on. Yeah. Make sure to put hard metal things around your arm so it doesn't they don't break and your arm gets twisted mm-hmm. around. Just your shoulder. But that's dis- dislocated, right? Uh, I mean, I don't want that, but I... <laughs> it's better, better than your arm getting broken. I can tell you from it's experience. better than your arm getting broken, I guess. Yeah. My arm legit looks like those, uh... It looks like a freaking I'm... stick, man. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I guess when, uh, like, Cream visits me, we'll just force him to watch Decadence. Definitely. Yeah. 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 We watched no. Porco Rosso last night. It was a good time. It was great. I loved it. Porco Rosso's I haven't awesome. seen it. Porco Rosso. It is really good. Mm, pork. Mm, Yummy. Mm. He is a pig. <laughs> Sour, are you just drifting off? You're just like, what? Uh, pork. Bacon. Sorry, I was drooling. Bacon. I, I, Hot dog. Did you remember to eat before the podcast? <laughs> Hamburgers, wait. <laughs> Wrong. Sour cream and onion. <laughs> Spam. Um, oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Just us and all the good dips. I can feel all the rivets in my mouth. Mm. Us mm. chips and all the good dips. Mm. I had a whole yes. bowl of goldfish after my dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating pretzels mm, too. Like, goldfish. we're not. <laughs> Slimy, slippery, and very hard. Got a lot of little bones. Mmm. Unfortunately, Sorry, Porco Rosso is not is is not very much food. Uh, it it will not give you that that satisfaction. It will give you the no. satisfaction if you want to see lots of old planes. Yeah, come, yeah. Give you guys, that. come on down and join the sour cream and onion ASMR channel. <laughs> yeah. Are we? Here, right, I'm done. Uh, today right. we're going to be tasting Lay's sour cream and onion chips. What? Right. This is me opening the bag but rubbing against the mu- You hear that? Alright, thanks for tuning in. That's uh that's our ASMR limit. Yeah. Before I don't think the, the the listeners want to hear any more of that. I thought we were instantiating <laughs> a new segment called Cream Tries or something. <laughs> Cream tries. <laughs> ASMR. Tell us how it was. Well um, I can't tell you how it um, was, but I can give you the experience of what it was. It was something like. I mean, it just feels like I'm eating a bag of chips, but infinitely more uncomfortable because I know that people can hear it through the. That sounded like. Through a mic. That sounded like for a second that you were taken away by the wind. Like. (laughs) (laughs) My window just. Like, I was like, where is he? He's gone. Gone with the wind, too. Guys, wait, wait, hold on. Oh my god, it's the Halo fans. They broke up the- <laughs> Wow. Taken by the wind. It got dark here. <laughs> oh. uh, welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Cream and Onion podcast. Um, yeah. Today we're going to be discussing uh, Cream and Onion Chips. Don't mm. forget sour. <laughs> no, you you left with the wind. You're not there anymore. Weren't we going to talk about kiss anime or something? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> okay, so let's start off on a really sad note. Unfortunately, um, the actor uh, Chadwick Boseman 
he played uh, <clears throat> he played Black Panther in the film Black Panther. Uh, he passed away due to uh, cancer at the age of forty three, and it was pretty friggin' awful. Ugh. That's terrible. Rest in peace. It's terrible. Check. Rest in peace. Oh. Um, an icon for inspiring many, many people all around the world. Um, to jump in Black Panther suits. Yeah, but I know. um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. long live the king. Long live the king. <laughs> anyway, um, that was pretty darn sad. And next, um, Ubisoft <laughs> got it's of hot water today. Oh boy! So oh boy, they're making a game right now called uh, Tom Clancy's Elite Force. I think Tom Clancy's Elite Force. Elite Squad. How does Tom Sorry. Clancy keep making all of these games? Yeah, what's, uh, what's Tom Clancy, man? What they're doing is they're digging up Tom Clancy and just from his grave and just animating him or something to <laughs> to play whatever. So Tom Clancy, it's a free to play um, military game, military RPG thing for for mobile phones. So that means I'm not interested. Uh, However, oh. um, the thing that got really that thing that got really problematic is that for their logo for a logo for to stand up against the revolution they uh <clears throat> they had a bunch of uh fists imagery which looks a lot like the black lives matter logo mm-hmm. and they're portraying them as if stand up against the 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 icon of the fist thing and it almost seemed like ubisoft was going kill the black lives matter protests and stuff and it was mm-hmm. pretty awful again and then they had to backpedal and everything say whoa 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 whoa! we're so sorry we're so sorry and everything which i have a feeling that's some much needed comeuppance for our good old uh ubisoft over in france because they've been um they've been using a lot of really edgy political imagery without really saying anything and it's kind of weird in my opinion, especially their portrayal of um, the religious right within uh, Far Cry 5. Because, mm. yeah, it, it, there's a lot of contradictory messages within that game, which is probably one reason why I haven't gotten it, as well as why I... Uh, the reason why I haven't got it is because of the microtransactions. However, yep. it's... Um, <clears throat> it's that, that's a particularly funny story for that and according to the outline oh yeah also oculus um this is actually something that i'm not this is actually a topic that i'm not too familiar with because well i don't i don't keep up with vr news unless your name is half-life alex and the source 2 filmmaker (laughs) but um oculus is requiring facebook logins for anything anything related to the headset yeah, so and... basically, uh, yeah, um, Oculus is, I don't think they've done it quite yet. I think they've, they've announced that they're going to, but they're going to start requiring people to use Facebook logins to do basically anything online. And the Oculus logins that they used to have, they're going to be discontinuing in a few years, which is hmm. really sucky. I'd, I don't know what kind of move they, they think this will, what do they think this is going to accomplish? It's like when they it's put It's going to get more people to sign up to Facebook, reactivate their Facebook yeah. accounts again. I was about to say, we're going to revive Facebook. 
Plus, it's the same thing with like with the, the whole like Instagram now says brought to you by Facebook. I'm like, this just makes me not want to use Instagram anymore. Granted, I probably sh I shouldn't be using any social media. All social media is pretty bad, but goodness. I don't know. I like Reddit. Your data isn't safe anywhere. Like, no. they're all Reddit's spying great, on you. I've gone yeah. to this point of acceptance. You know, mm -hmm. because, like, I will literally be on my phone not even typing anything in, and I'll just have a conversation about something, and then I'll get an Instagram ad on it. Hmm. And I'm like, I've just gone into acceptance. Like, yes, they are spying on me. I get it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, well, um, apparently Reddit is now spying on us now, which puts me in a weird position because I love Reddit. <laughs> Welcome to the new Reddit yeah, scandal. That's, a, that's yeah. a shame. This is why I don't get <laughs> yeah. attached to any social media. Does Reddit even count as social media? I always consider it like yeah. a forum, like a massive uh, forum. It's a mix between a forum and social media, I'd say. I, it's I definitely guess. more on the forum side. But yeah, and Twitter it's the is most social media cancer. out of probably all the forums you'll see out there. Yeah, That's just because Reddit of how meme. Reddit has memes. It has. Oh memes. yeah, but plenty it's just one memes. huge meme. You guys want to know uh, something? There are plenty of memes wild. on Reddit about okay, Reddit. Wild. Um. I, the only reason I had a Twitter was just to see if my school was closed or canceled. <laughs> <laughs> and That's like, funny. literally, because you would get a Twitter post before you would get a call about a snow day. And so I downloaded the whole Twitter app just to see if my county got schools canceled. Yes. That's amazing. Me following Twitter only reason for Twitter, and then I still have a Twitter, however I never use it because I just don't like the format of Twitter. Like, I don't like how it looks. I just don't like Twitter mostly because it's it just it's just full of idiots all over, all over the place, and you don't find them, they find you. And <laughs> it's mostly because some person you follow retweeted something that looks absolutely stupid. And you go, why? I don't. I didn't want to see that. <laughs> I think it's what's scary about Twitter is that they send a hate mob. Yeah. And there's a. Ready there's for, a get ready for those hate mobs. They're coming soon. Just um, because talk smack on them. There's a couple of uh, YouTube videos about it about like cancel culture. I know ContraPoints does one because they were canceled. Mm. And um, there's this. ContraPoints does a whole thing on the cancel culture and how, like, the methods of cancelization through Twitter actually works. It's really interesting. Hmm. I hope we don't get canceled just because I mentioned ContraPoints. Yeah. I, I don't Please. know who that you can't. <laughs> I mean, we can... Let's just mention all the people who are canceled. We can just be like, um... Shane Dawson. Literally everyone... <laughs> we, I, I'm just holding on to for dear life on everything that I love a lot, all the, all the people that I really respect because I know one of these days they are going to do something stupid and then I'm, I'm not going to like them anymore. That's me with cry. <sighs> yeah. Um, cryotic. Literally. I was so sad and I literally, I think cream knows about this. I kind of just laid down and was depressed 
for over a week because I was super excited about, I was a really big fan of Cry since I was probably the age of like 10. And it came out about the whole thing of his issues with contacting underage girls. And I was just like, why him? That's it. It's over. I, it's done. I'm like, is this dude like a YouTuber or something? Yeah, yeah. he's a YouTuber. He was a. He was um, on the co-optional podcast and stuff. He was a Litz player, and oh, he was friends okay. with PewDiePie in the beginning. I was really addicted to like Cry mainly because I liked his vibe. He was more chill, and then I really liked his Litz plays. And I rewatched his Last of Us Litz play like three times probably, and I was super excited for Last of Us Two for his Litz play. But then it never happened because like again. It came out the receipts that he was a predator, and then he's been gone from the face of the earth. I mean, hallelujah for that, but also it's so sad for everyone who is a fan of that man. Also, uh, for anyone who is a victim, like I yeah. feel so bad, and I'm just like I was in the same age group that I could have been victimized if I ever reached out to him, and that's a scary thought. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. best not to meet your heroes. They're never going to live up to your expectations. Oh, Mm -hmm. or always be cautious of strangers and especially even people close to you because there are predators all around you. Yeah, it sucks. Really sucks. Good old life lessons here. Yeah. Um, Speaking of things sucking, I cried today because of this one song. Oh, (laughs) song. Yes. um, I want to talk about the weaker thems. Oh, them. Okay. We? Yes. But there's... So I'm a really big fan of uh, of their first album, Reconstruction Site. I've literally... The only names that I... I think I remember the names of Elkwood's Lodge Pastu and then um, the something from Virtue the Cat, which the Virtue the Cat one I love. And then in their reunion tour, they have another Virtue the Cat song that literally makes me very sad. But their song Pastu... That's on reconstruction site hits me in the feels and I'm just going to like read the lyrics that are very short. It's only a two minute song and it's just about death and it makes me very sad and I just want to read it. February always finds her folding local papers open to the faces passed away to wonder what they're holding in those hands. We were never shown the places. Formal photographs refuse to mention his tiny feet, the birthmark on her knee, the tranny of the framing, our attention with all the eyes, their eyes no longer see and darkness comes too early. You won't find the many things you owe these latest dead, a borrowed book, that check you didn't sign the tools to be betrayed, beloved. Give what you can to keep to comfort this plain fear you can't extinguish or dismiss. (laughs) <laughs> that's what i got sad today about because it whenever i hear that song i can't help like think of my grandpa who passed away and it's just like the things that you never did or said and i feel like that song definitely encompasses those feelings and if anyone wants to i would say the weaker thans are a great band to listen to that- that actually is like really that was beautiful that was poetic um i'm also i'm sorry i'm sorry Han. <laughs> i Me guess cries. So. <laughs> so, like the fake cry I, like i said did that fake cry to be a joke and then you were like yeah it reminds me of my grandpa i was like oh 
<laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm fine. I just like, like it was a uh, probably I was 16 when like he passed. So it's been years. I feel like I don't know. I feel like you never get over grieving in a way. Things just like pop up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you just yeah. have spurts of memory. You know. I de- I definitely yeah. get that. I guess we should talk about music. I guess we should I talk guess we're about going music. To the music segment. Then do you want to talk yeah. about music? Oh okay. no, I was actually thinking about music. like story time. It's music time. <laughs> I like how sour was vetoed. Yep, vetoed. Denied. I'm afraid it's music time now. Mm, music. Yeah, okay. I don't have it. We can do a discussion time, but I don't have a transition for that yet. Okay. So music. Yes. So I've been, I've listened to uh, a couple interesting things. One of them being um, indie rock legends, the kingpins of indie pop, Vampire Weekend from New York. Wow. And I've never um, heard of them before. I've, I first found out about them, found out about their name through uh, Anthony Fantano and hmm. um, <clears throat> the melon man himself. The melon. And then I just never bothered because I wasn't going through an indie phase yet. I was going through my metal phase. Still kind of am, but I don't know. I wanna I wanna listen to more mellow stuff now. And then I heard and then I found out about their song A Punk from their from their first record, which was also in Step Brothers, if anyone has ever seen that film. And Yes. Yeah. It's the first uh, song in the movie. Really? Yeah. I actually did. Wow, the more you know. Yeah, I, just, I listened to them before and never even knew it. You said a punk, and my brain went, Susanna, did it. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, their uh, their first album released in two thousand seven, I actually think is pretty cool. It's uh, yeah, it's the probably the most indie indie pop thing I've heard in a while, but. The songs Mansard Roof, Oxford Comma, a, the, basically the first half of the album's really good. First half of the album is really good. It's really catchy. The production's great. Um, the riffs are pretty creative. And uh, it even has some uh, world music or world music Worldwide. influences, which they did receive a bit of flack for, for cultural appropriation. However, mm, I still like it. <laughs> So, uh, cultural in what way? What do they exactly do? Um, so on the song Cape Cod Quasa Quasa, which <laughs> okay, that's already start. Yeah, so it's a on that song, they have like some uh, African drums in it. Okay, and that's that's cool. And the other thing is that they were originally uh when they formed the when they formed the band, they were um. They were college students at Columbia University, New York, and they were uh, very privileged people ending up using these uh, African rhythms without really uplifting the styles too much, either than having it on the album. And Like not understanding the culture, where it came from? It, it? it seems like they didn't really... It, it, it's, really comp- it's really weird. I'm, I'm not the I best at know. explaining it. I'm not the best at explaining it. That do well. they do it to do like dishonor? Like no, the, they the did. It, it, it's kind of like, from, like okay. The so the best way I can explain cultural appropriation <laughs> is um, 
You've all seen The Nightmare Before Christmas, right? This is no. Halloween. This yes. is okay. Halloween. Of Halloween, course you haven't Halloween. seen it. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're expecting. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> ah. Ah, so then, um, you must know the plot at least, right? No. I don't know any of the songs. Have you never heard I don't Jack know the Skellington? I know heard of Jack, I've seen We're Jack Skellington because he was... Uh, uh, I remember... We're going to watch that now. Way Dang back. It. Cream, why do you keep doing this? <laughs> okay, I can't even speak, okay, use my comparison. I can explain okay. cultural appropriation Sorry. if you need me to. Okay, go ahead. Go uh, ahead, do it. Okay, so cultural appropriation is taking elements or styles from another culture that you are not a part of and you don't have history of it, and then you're not giving homage or actual, like, citing of that culture. So, mm, okay. how you properly pro- would have used the drums, most likely, or took elements from that culture, is if you made a statement that you, it was purposely from that event, and then you got a person that was part of that culture to work with you. Or at least okay. oversee things to make sure it's okay and properly cite it or change it. But you need to acknowledge the other culture when doing all these things. That's what I was saying. So did they like, do they, dis- did they do something kind of like dishonorable to, towards that culture when they're using African drums? Because it's I, more like they're, they it. melded it into their style without like, recognition. you know, recognition. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't, I, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't go as so far as to say it's disrespectful. It's not racist or anything. It's just. There you just go. did it yeah. without. That's why I think. Just, just a little bit. Pro- cultural appropriation is not always like it's, it's too. I mean, I, I feel like it's, it's more of you have to be careful. I probably see it more as an art major because you definitely mm. see it a lot with art, with cultural appro- appropriation, especially like with the visual arts. Well, that makes more I could sense. see the yeah. visual arts, arts being a much like, bigger issue than with music, because with music, a lot of it is Picasso. just timbre and sounds. <laughs> okay. And there's a, don't shit at Picasso. Yeah. I just call him. I can Costco. call out Picasso. You know. Uh yeah, he's kind of shady. Picasso kind of like you know had African masks and African art, and then took this style of the African art, and he said, "Look at the new art style I came up with. I came up with it by myself." People in Africa be like, "You idiot!" Like people in Africa being like, "Yo, we we had this the whole time," and he's like, "No, guys, it's only me, only me who came up with this." You see this? I came up with this yesterday. Bro, you don't even know. Like, I feel like Picasso is like the number one case of guy. cultural appropriation. Also, <laughs> like when certain white people do certain things like self-tanning to the point and like take other cultural aspects, which I'm like, oh my gosh. You know what I mean. I'm calling out celebrities right now. Yeah. Unless it was something like used very inappropriately, like some like abgalant, like like chanting and stuff like that and they use in a very racist sense yeah that would be song then yeah that would just not be cool but if it's like but if it's just like using drums and just being like oh yeah we're just using the drums like it's not, it's not like they were saying like we clean up with this like super creative like it's like no we're just using the drums and part of a style and it's, it's like yeah if I you're, don't if see you're doing something where it would definitely be a problem is if you're doing something like uh if you're if you're using maybe African aesthetics to in a way that 
makes it uh, disrespectful and disrespectful, like acting as if they're a less civilized people, something like that. That that's or pretty if bad. it was um, they were doing a religious act too. If it was like any go. religion, and that they're not a part of that religion, it could be very disrespectful too. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're not showing respect to that religion, degrading it or not giving it, like yeah, yeah, I that's can see. like if a someone who was just like not part of it just started doing like any kind of like tribe stuff. That would be bad. Like you'd be like, oh, so like, what are you doing? Uh, exactly. Like, oh, or sorry, any like wanna... other songs of worship Queen that could so, get like, pre- very iffy. Yeah, particular songs of songs of worship and stuff like that. Using that just yeah. for funsies because you think it's cool can be very disrespectful. Although, oh yeah, one thing I I do find funny is the the immediate examples that pop to mind are like. Oh, what's it? There is all the the very, very old timey centuries ago masses where all the composers were sneaking in the the quote unquote vulgar music, even though none of it had lyrics or anything. It was all instrumental, but it was quote unquote vulgar music and motifs that they were sneaking into masses. There's all these uh, holy sort of worship songs of way back in the day that are just used everywhere now as motifs. There's that one, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a very famous, like, death motif that's used everywhere that used to be, like, a sacred sort of thing. Mm. And nobody respects it now, but it's not something to be repeated, I think, especially with other cultures. Definitely not. Like, that's very inappropriate, but I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry, Cream, I was listening. And, And I gotta put the machete down. So we can throw it back over to Onion because we totally interrupted him. Still <laughs> Sorry, Onion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Vampire Weekend, good band. Um, definitely check them out. Um, the other thing I've nice. been, mm. other thing I've been listening to was um, what else has been on my playlist? Not playlist. I listen Overwatch to that. soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> I have a beef with Overwatch. I have a beef with Overwatch. It's more of a personal one. You and I both. You know what? Uh, let's jump into the discussion segment. <laughs> let's just oh talk. Yeah. A, let's we, just talk we can about continue some... our music later. I do have a few songs okay. I'd like to mention later, but we can talk okay. about that after. This is a good transition. Okay. Okay. Welcome to the spontaneous so, podcast. No segments. <laughs> uh, our bad history with Overwatch. Yeah, we so, mentioned make a quick little transition podcast. for discussion story time. Um, hey, kids. Okay. Take a okay, seat. Okay, Overwatch. Gather so, around. Okay. Thank you, Onion. That was very nice of you to interrupt me while I'm doing the transition. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, kids, come take a seat. Gather around. Take a nice sit on the spot on the carpet. Don't sit on the purple spot. You don't want to know why. It's now time for story time. Dumb. Okay, that's our transition. I felt like you went to like Welcome to Nightvale for a second with the purple spot thing and be like, "Don't tell you why." That felt very Welcome to Nightvale, and I was like, <laughs> I was I'm like, glad, "Who I'm are glad we got now?" The I just imagined a dirty spot on the carpet. <laughs> Maybe someone spilled wine or something. Wow, this this pur- this purple spot's really dark. Oh yeah, is it? 
Okay. Okay. Anyway, Overwatch. <laughs> we gotta we gotta throw shade on Overwatch. <clears throat> okay, yes. so Crap the, the beef with hype. Overwatch for me is more of a personal thing, not so much of the game itself. Even though I think the game's okay, it's fine. Um, I wish it was a lot more customizable. I wish you can like. I wish there was a map editor, a surfer browser. I wish there was a single player campaign. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. And uh, however, it, it, it bl- and it also it was patient zero for loot boxes. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so it begins. Yeah, and yeah, Overwatch. I thought it was okay. Team Fortress Two, I think, is more my jam when it comes to the hero shooters. Even though it, uh, Team Fortress Two preceded Overwatch for like I don't know six Ever. years before. Yeah. Or something like Nine that. Years, I think <gasps> TF2 was 2007. Overwatch was 2016. <gasps> ten years, my god. Yeah, no, it's been a while. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, oh, almost ten years. Nine years. Yeah. Nine yeah, years. TF2. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, our thing with Overwatch is that our friend group back when it was coming out, we were all planning to get the game because it's the ho- it's the new hotness. We're gonna get into it. I was really I really enjoyed the art style. I thought, ooh, it's like a it's kind of like a movement shooter again. I remember when all the shooter, every single shooter game was trying to be Call of Duty, and this one wasn't. Wow. We got to definitely try this out. So, uh, one of our friends got the game. And, and wait, I got the game first. I, yeah, I got the game <laughs> first, cause, uh, and it was like 20 bucks or something. And I go, yes, it's Overwatch. Guys, let's all play Overwatch. And then everyone went, we don't have it. And we don't really want it right now. And I went, what? What? So, <laughs> so then I had no one to play Overwatch with for the longest time. I eventually did to get did to get. I eventually did get to play it with one person, and with all that build up, I was kind of underwhelmed. And especially now the state that Blizzard is in, I'm just. I just can't bring myself to play the game again. Which, yeah, I know the art direction and everything. I think it's kind of has a generic art direction, honestly. Especially with the, I, I what I used to call the the Tumblr aesthetic, the Tumblr style, like the Cal art style, the Tumblr style. That's so um, true. Tumblr yeah. style, maybe. That's why I call the Batmobile. Uh, well. Tumblr style. Yeah, I, I could I could complain a bit more about Overwatch, but um, yeah, it's pretty okay. I have no desire to play it. Hmm. It's also patient to for loot boxes, so that immediately makes it like uh, evil in my book. Yeah, Ooh. I definitely regret buying the game. I uh, I bought it for the full forty bucks. Um, Ouch! Because Ow, I didn't even know there were any ouch. discounts. I, th- I thought it was one of those uh, companies who doesn't offer discounts, and I think they're they're like that now at least. But I I bought it for the full forty bucks because uh, at least a few friends were like, "Get it, get it, come on, get it already." And I'm like, "Fine." I never peer pressure. Peer I never pressure. pay a full like forty to sixty bucks for a game. That's that's too much for me. But I I wasted it on Overwatch, and I. <laughs> got it despite my better judgment with the the whole loot boxes thing i was i was already very uncomfortable with that i 
still do not like that. I I do not like a lot of those those types of big business practices. And I remember the, I, I started downloading it. I played it with Onion, actually. It was my first match. And it was to the point where it's like, you know, the, the Blizzard launcher, how it's you can download part of it. And it's like, OK, once you've downloaded this much, you can start playing the game. Uh, mm-hmm. So it got to that point. And I was like, OK, I'm going to try the game. It, it was not enough to play the game. You get in and it's because it's still downloading in the background and taking up all of your like, uh, I don't know what I think it was taking up all of my disc, probably. Uh, I, I didn't have task manager open or anything at the time, but I'm guessing it was taking up all of my my disc power. So it was the game was running at like two frames a second only in multiplayer. Only a multiplayer. The the connection issues were awful. It was just the worst time in the world. And then I I got more I think I got more time out of tra- the the training mode with the characters than I did out of the actual multiplayer because I just didn't have that much fun with it. Uh, I thought it looked most interesting because of all the different characters because. Uh, I've mentioned this before. Characters are what tend to draw me most into a story, anything like that. They didn't have a story or anything, but I'm like, if I can get something out of these characters, I'll be happy. But all the characters are Mm -hmm. super one-dimensional. It's a very Mm -hmm. diverse cast, but they're all all so one note. They don't do anything with the diverse cast. It's just the the cast is diverse to appeal, to have a very broad appeal. And really nothing else. It just wasn't very deep. Yeah, I think that's even more insulting. If you claim, if you're, one of your goals is to have a diverse cast, but you do nothing with their diversity to show how diverse they are, other than, hey, this person's from Brazil. This person's from the UK. This one's from America. This one's from China. Lucio have some character now. with that. There's so much Des- you could do. <laughs> despite none of them having cultures. any Yeah, despite none of them having any character, Lucio really clicked with me cuz uh, he's my jam. That's that Yeah, he's that's the, he's the one who looks most with. like a Jet Set Radio character. He he looks like a Jet Set Radio character. Uh he's got that Latin America vibes. He's very much a music man. I love I love me some good beats. <clears throat> I, I was a he was the soul of music right now. When I did play yeah. Overwatch, I was a junk rat guy because basically you can shoot anywhere you hit something. And you usually um <laughs> and you usually that's um, a really, <laughs> That's a really good way to look at it. That's yeah, I accurate. mean shit, I just don't even aim. Shit shoot and just kill somebody. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's uh yeah, you shoot anywhere, you can hit at least one thing. And yeah, that's that's cool. Honestly, I think the thing that's killing Overwatch for me is that it needs more customization. Like, give us a map editor, give us mod tools, give us a server browser, <clears throat> give us uh, custom sprays that are not, you know, Blizzard approved <laughs> or something. All, Let the server the, mods determine that. Yeah. 
it, Come on. They, they had some the level workshop. of customization with skins and sprays and voice lines and whatnot, but they're all locked behind loot boxes, and they were pretty gross. Mm. Yeah. I remember when everyone mm. was defending the loot boxes. Because they went, oh, it's for people who don't want to uh, waste so much time because you have real lives, right? And I'm going, well, I guess, but... But no. The, isn't that insulting to your game <laughs> or something? <laughs> You're paying to but not no. spend more time playing the game. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be okay with it if you could just straight up pay for the skins in the first place, but the loot boxes are even worse. Yeah. <clears throat> and like, and then it wasn't until Star Wars Battlefront, an EA game, where everyone turned around course. on loot boxes, where I'm going, what gives Blizzard a free pass? <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone likes Blizzard because they made Hearthstone. And they made World of Warcraft, and they made Diablo. They made all these beloved properties. <sighs> and yeah, then, they're allowed to have a loot box and then, once in a while. <laughs> and then Diablo Immortal happened, and then Blitzchung, and now, and Warcraft 3 Reforged. Yeah, just like Bethesda, uh, Blizzard had to. Blizzard was knocked down a bunch, and uh, yeah, chopped at the knees. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's just it's, a downward spiral. Spiral. Blizzard turned yeah, into a whirlpool. <laughs> yeah, I guess eventually, eventually, Activision had to go. You know what? You're good for a long time. Let's exploit your goodwill, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I'm dreading what happens to Crash Bandicoot now. It's a shame. Oh, yeah. What's going to happen to Crash Bandicoot? They, they the next game looks up good. The racing one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the next game looks good, and they said there's no microtransactions, and I'm going, okay, mm, okay. Let's hope you keep up with that. I mean, Doom has kept up with that, <laughs> and that that that's Bethesda, that's Bethesda though. Pretty much the only thing keeping Bethesda afloat and not making them become the devil is. Ironically, Doom. <laughs> <laughs> I'd Speaking say if you're Doom, one coming, yeah. the, there's. Uh, hold up, I have one more thing to say. Uh, okay. One reason there's not an excuse for cosmetics to be purchasable is because you should just have, even if it's a small single player thing, just be able to unlock them in a single player mode. And for the people who don't have the time for that, there's a thing called cheat codes, and they used to be in a lot of old games when they couldn't <clears throat> force you to buy them. Oh, mm. how about that? Hmm. Maybe the well, people what? They're free who have lives shouldn't be punished monetarily to enjoy the things that they enjoy. Yeah. How about that? Are anyway, you speaking of... EA? We're actually <laughs> running out of time now, but um, speaking of Doom... <laughs> So the trailer for the DLC, uh, The Ancient Gods, was released. And with Mick Gordon out of the picture, the main thing I was concerned about was who's doing the music? Who's doing the music? And <clears throat> was it going to be Matt Heafy? Was it going to be um, Jesper Kidd? Yoko Shimamura? Nobuo Oematsu? <gasps> Who would it be? Drumroll. It is... Um, so it's actually two composers. So one of them is Andrew Holschult, and the other yes. one is um, another dude named David Levy. What? And David Levy, he was the main composer for Red vs. Blue, for whoever's watched Red vs. Huh. Blue. And 
I can't remember. What? Red Wait. Is Red vs. Blue like the mad cartoon? No. It's, it's the it's Halo, the Halo one. I, yeah, it's the that Halo, Halo machinima. From way back in the day. Yeah, it was made by Rooster Teeth. Mm-hmm. I think oh, I saw yeah. it. I think yeah, I saw uh, we like had an episode or two way back We had a day. friend who was the into Red vs. Blue. I saw by Rooster Teeth was Camp yeah. Camp. Eventually, I do want to watch it. But um, the main draw for me was Andrew Holschult. Because I was going, this dude was literally built for these games. So... For those unaware, Andrew Holschuld has been a member of the Doom community for a really long time, and mm -hmm. he first got his big break by covering the entire Doom 1 soundtrack with like modern production, and it sounded incredible, which then led to him actually being hired for actual uh, games. One of them being Dusk, um, other ones yeah. include A Medieval, and more recently, Wrath Aeon of Ruin. And... <clears throat> Yeah, I remember that. The one. Dusk soundtrack is just some industrial metal goodness. It has a lot more emphasis on the guitars than the synths, but for anyone who's into big galumping riffs and everything like that, then yeah, check out that soundtrack. But I just think it's wild how this dude, who was mostly a, a product of the fan community, ends up joining like an actual game. This is like Christian Whitehead <laughs> making Sonic <laughs> Mania. Yeah, it's business. It's really awesome, actually. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Really it's uplifting. the Cinderella story of 2020, yeah. and God knows we exactly. need some good stories in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple good stories. Yay! The Backstreet Boys. You heard, you heard about this crazy reunion tour they oh, went yeah, on? Yeah, they're oh, coming back. Goodness. They're coming back. Backstreet's back. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so once I found out about that, my I was relieved. I was th I think. I was thanking the good Lord above that it wasn't some dude who wasn't fit to produce metal or industrial music. And <clears throat> if anyone could replace Mick Gordon, it'd be him. So, yeah. And the music so, in the trailer was actually not Andrew Holschel. It was uh, David Levy who did it. And, the, and it felt different, but it left me optimistic because it wasn't as like experimental and... Uh, crushing as the McGordon stuff. What it is, it's a bit more sinister sounding, a bit more. It sounded very Halo-ish, but mm. um, without like the mega symphonies, it had a bit more emphasis on the guitars and the synths, which that's what you need for Doom. So, yeah, I was I was pretty yeah. impressed, and I can't wait to hear what Andrew's cooking up in the. Yeah, oven. I'm definitely Congrats, looking Andrew. forward to whatever they're gonna end up coming up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely listen Congrats, to his soundtrack. Definitely listen to the soundtrack to Dusk. It's really good. Yeah. Andrew, you have inspired many people in the fan community, especially a bunch of fan composers, um, just to like really get their hands dirty and get into like games, like making fan like music for games like that, especially like you getting your hands dirty. So like legit congrats to you, Andrew. Congrats to Mr. Holschult. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, we've transitioned smoothly back into music. So yeah, uh, so cream. Um, you said you had like a couple of music you wanted to share. Yeah. So, uh, for one, Porter Robinson dropped a new single this week, and it's the most amazing song in the world, and I love it. Uh, Mirror. I remember you. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it now. Porter Robinson is the fanboy alert. Artist Bad in the world. Boy alert. There's wee no wee better music. Wee wee. <laughs> Bad boy alert. No, but seriously, wee wee. Mirror is absolutely 
awesome. It's such it a really good, beautiful yeah. song about um, just how artists will tend to beat themselves down and how he's overcoming that. And it's really cool. Awesome. Really good song. Also, awesome. I didn't get that uh, message at Andrew all. Andrew Huang dropped Sparkle Mountain. Uh, I, I meant to talk about that last week, but it's got a really cool music video. If you look up Sparkle Mountain, it's, it's a crazy like it. time. Looks like a it's Fortnite like character. It. It's a wild. <laughs> it's, well, just because Sparkle you like doesn't it, mean it's <laughs> Cute. Okay. I just don't like how the bodies look. It just bothers me. And I know they're doing it on purpose, but it just bothers me. From an me. artist, of course. From yeah, an it's artist this purposeful, Yeah, it's, it's like an old school CG sort of style. So they've got these these really uncanny, uh, these really uncanny people models of different. Uh, I know at least there's a couple no. people who are involved in the production of the song who are in there as as people models but they're these these really uncanny old school cg sort of people and i absolutely love it but it's it's super uncanny and their eyes are doing weird things and just kind of uncomfy for me and i didn't i wasn't a big fan however wait wasn't there there was a skeleton that did dance on it dance in there and that was my favorite part of the whole thing (laughs) this these skeletons dancing and i went that was the part Spooky that I think skeleton. make up for the whole thing. Give you such a fright. Ah, I saw dancing seen... skeletons and I went, yes. I haven't <laughs> listened to the song in question, but for Andrew Wong, I have listened to his 300,000 note song. Uh, which, yes. um, <clears throat> which was has a Guitar Hero chart. And some dude tried <laughs> to play it in Guitar Hero. <laughs> and he's literally sanding his fingers. Down the down those five buttons, and it was oh hilarious. my goodness! <laughs> sanding his fingers. He was practically <laughs> sanding his fingers. Yeah, it's definitely. Oh gosh, I don't uh, even want to think about that. <laughs> Sparkle Mountain is one of those music videos where all the comments are going to be like something about a drug trip, something like that. Uh, it's a crazy, wild music video, and it's very. I guess fun. I'll bring up. I guess I'll just bring up one more thing, and then we might have to shut off. So, um. Speaking of music videos, so I've been watching the work of visual artist and director Chris Cunningham. He is very, um, <clears throat> he's very famous for being the, the director for most of Aphex Twin's music videos. And uh, he's, a, he's a weird person. So he ended up making two music videos for Aphex Twin, one of them being uh, Come to Daddy and the other one uh, Window Licker. And Window Licker, oh. I think, is the most famous one because um, it's a Window, window Licker has I the can... is the most famous, I think, is the most famous Safex Twin song. And um, Come to Daddy is also awesome. It's really loud, really abrasive. And the thing about <laughs> the thing about Chris Cunningham is that he's a really big fan of prosthetics and uh, like latex special effects. So. He has like really creepy masks and stuff like Onion? that all over the music video and stuff. Onion, mm-hmm. everything you just said was almost some type of sex joke. Are you for real? Cunningham, <laughs> the daddy Cunningham. Cunningham. He loves prosthetics. With, yeah, with the freaking oh my latex. It's not Cunningham. It's Cunningham. 
Well, well, I have an allergic <laughs> reaction no, just looking at the video. You won't have an allergic reaction to the video. <laughs> kidding, oh gosh! So no. much latex. Oh no! I'm breaking out the hives. <laughs> My eyes. <laughs> My eyes. <laughs> the other thing oh, is the he makes really weird music videos, and one that I just saw was um a short film, a uh, horror comedy short film he did called uh, Rubber Johnny, which is about, like, this <clears throat> really deformed, like, a Quasimodo-ish person who is, uh, he's, he's, he's a teenager and he's complaining about stuff, and it's filmed at night vision. And it's really, really creepy. But then it becomes funny once um, the score by FX Twin starts playing and he starts dancing to it and spazzing out and everything looks like it almost looks like a gary's mod video but that's awesome the way he films it made it creepy so Hmm. and if you're familiar with the commercial with the with a creepy playstation commercial that was also him oh of course yeah uh have you seen the one with the with the girl who almost had like fish eyes or something I don't that's that uh one. yeah it's it's pretty creepy but um that's also a chris cunningham production so oh yeah he he's weird but um if you if you can stomach some creepy imagery then i have a feeling you'd really enjoy his videos hmm. especially because a lot of them were was scored by aphex twin which aphex twin never co- composes for people unless it's a friend of his and Chris and him are buddies. Oh, thanks. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, one thing I did forget to say about Mir. This is really funny. So uh, on Porter Robinson's Instagram, his his story was suddenly flooded because he was he was like he got one video of like a, a cat listening to his new single. And he's like, I love <laughs> these. These are so funny. Please send all of them to me. And so there's just like. 20 different uh videos on his story now of cats listening to mirror and it's the funniest thing mm. and there's some fun one oh there's some fun ones like there was one that was like a, a lizard or something and he was like best cat best cat it's great i love it <laughs> cool wow that that is pretty <laughs> i love cats i love music How about cats and music Cats and music. Music's great. What's not to love? Uh, in lieu of a movie segment, <laughs> in lieu of, of movie segment this week, since I still have not bothered to look for a way to watch Back to the Future, I actually do want to bring up a very funny video that I saw recently. So there's a, you know about tool-assisted speedruns. So yeah. there, is this, there is this awesome tool-assisted <laughs> speedrun I saw recently of Wii Sports Golf. Except mm. it's it's give up percent. So basically, it's a speed run for getting the most points possible. Because oh. uh, in Wii Sports oh, Golf, dude. if you miss if you miss too many times, then it just says give up and you move on to the next hole. So you can't. There's is actually a maximum amount of points, and it's plus seventy two. So there's just this <laughs> awesome video about a a, a tool assisted speed run where this guy is just like hitting all those pro moves to fail golf as fast as possible. And it's amazing. (laughs) 
That sounds great. Heck yeah, give up percent. Oh yeah, hold on. I found also, something. some call me Johnny just dropped like two Johnny versus videos in two days, and I'm like, this is amazing. Wow, that dude. The PS2 was a great console. Dedication. Yeah, PS2 was an awesome was. console. Even though this pod, it'll make the podcast short. I will accept a fade out now. Oh. Yeah, let's yeah. do the fade out. Fade out. Bye guys. Bye. 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 B